You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey there, I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are the hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. This episode is sponsored by Seven Point Threads, which is a locally owned online retail shop that sells exclusive merchandise from cannabis brands. All clothing items are unisex in style and size, so you and all your friends can enjoy. Brand, tell the people about the discount code. Okay, okay, twist my arm. We can't forget that. <laughs> you can use the code HANGOUT for 15% off all purchases at shop7point.com. So guys, let's dive right in. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Paula, who is a mom of two autistic boys here in Oklahoma. She also helps other kids that have special needs get their medical cards for free. She's here to share her story with us. And so please welcome Miss Paula to the Cannabis Hangout, guys. Hey, Paula. Hi. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us and share your story. We are so eager to hear. So let's just dive right in. Paula, tell us where your personal journey with cannabis began. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry. My personal journey. I The first time I ever saw cannabis, I was probably about five years old, and I was in my mom's purse. And there was, like, an old film container, you know, like those little black bottles. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And I was in, like, a little zipper bag, like, maybe that you would keep makeup in or something like that. And there yeah. was, like, a, what I know now is a pinch hitter, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what this thing was. And there was, like, what looked like grass to me just crunched all up. And I remember that my sister and my brother had found this stuff before, and I was the youngest of three kids. Okay. I was like accident baby. Gotcha. So my brother and my sister were five and eight years older than me. And I remember they had found this before and it was a big deal. And my mom had cried and I remember just, it was bad. Yeah. Hmm. And so I took it and I like threw it way far back in this closet that mm-hmm. was real, real high up in my house. I don't know if my mom ever found it. I know she probably was missing it. Yeah. Now, thinking back. Yeah, yeah. she was probably I'm like, like, where is my weed? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I just, I equated it to like not so good memories when I was a kid. Yeah. And then when I was about 12, we were down in Lubbock, Texas at the 4th of July. My dad's family was from Lubbock. Um, And so we were down there. We did that every 4th of July. And my brother, who was talking to some of my cousins in the mall, like a little ways ahead of me, talking like they didn't think I could hear them. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about smoking and talking about getting my mom some weed because she wanted to pick up like a heavy sump while we were down there. Mm -hmm. And I said something like, you guys think that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I remember after that, probably like maybe a couple months, my mom was, actually, it was Christmas, or no, November. It was actually the Thursday after Thanksgiving. My mom went to a Christmas ornament party with a bunch of her friends that night every single year. And my brother and me were home alone, and he came and, like, pulled me back into his room, like, motioned me to come back in his room. And he had, like, a little bong, almost like the one I smoke on every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he had it loaded, and he had me hit it. 
And I got so twisted, you guys. Like I, how old were you? I was twelve. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I tripped balls. Yeah. Oh, I can like, only imagine. No, like I was like, where did you get this? Yeah. There's crack in this. Like yeah. I, you know, it was I was like a bong yes. too, which is like kind and of. And I yeah. had been around. I had been around him smoking before yeah. with his friends, mm-hmm. like in the car, and and like because yeah. he went to concerts. He was like. 17 he yeah, was going yeah. to Tulsa at a concert mm-hmm. he worked for a band you know he was partying he had long hair yeah and you know I had been around it I had just never smoked it yes oh I was not prepared yeah you guys. that wasn't like your most favorite memory of first using cannabis it, well it was funny because okay. my brother my mom my brother was like your mom can't, mom can't know yeah. about this. You know, she's going to trip. And you're freaking out. Like, what do you mean he, she's going to trip? I'm tripping. Well, he's yeah. like, you got to be cool. Like, that's what yeah, he said. What do you mean? mean? You're, like, oh, you're literally telling me to be cool. I know. <laughs> Are I you crazy? Like, I, was, I was literally having trouble with time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yes. I was like thinking Especially time. as a 12 year old when you don't even know what life really is. <laughs> like you're just getting in your teen years. Hormones are crazy flowing oh, yeah. through your body. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much for me because I really hit puberty real real young okay okay like at eight. Oh okay. wow okay yeah it was like a real rough time i gotcha <laughs> yeah that's not that's not it's common not no normal. it's not right. yeah so paula before we dive into your kids and we get to talk about that what do you use cannabis for and what is your preferred method of consumption well i use cannabis for a lot of reasons i have ASD, I'm autistic, um, I have SPD, sensory processing disorder, which makes my skin feel everything, mm-hmm. actually not just like feelings like that, like hearing, smelling, everything like that is all thrown off. Okay. <clears throat> and then both of my kids, they have that same thing. I also have lupus and I was diagnosed with uterine cancer in 2018, but I had a partial hysterectomy and I've been cancer-free since. Oh, congrats. Wow. So, Congratulations. That's wonderful. Yes, that's been that is. super awesome. Yeah. Super happy Something about to that. celebrate. That yeah. was literally the best surgery I've ever had in my whole life. Wow. Yeah. It was life-changing. It was great for you. Because I have had issues mm-hmm. since I was a child with that whole okay. yeah. mess. Yeah. Yes. Now you're free from that. Yes, I have been since then, that's since awesome. that day. Oh, yay. Yeah, that's and awesome. Empowering. I, I prefer to smoke flour okay. all day, yes. every day, all out day, of like a day. little bitty bong. Okay. Love that. Yeah, I love bongs. I mean, that, that's a, that one that you hit earlier is definitely a <laughs> very big bong. Bitty. But but before we went medical, you know, before it was legal, mm-hmm. and I smoked Reggie because from that first day, I probably smoked weed every single day since I was 12. Except for one year, I had to quit because I had I was I got caught with some shit when I was a minor, and I had to uh, do minor drug court out of uh, Payne County. Okay, and you couldn't, yeah. and I couldn't do nothing. That's and horrible. When I am told to do something or I have to do something in order to get something, I've put my whole into it. So I didn't mess around. Yeah, and I you didn't put your smoke. head down. Yeah, I yeah. like did everything I was told to. That's like good. real quick. Yeah. I got through it real quick. Yeah, smart girl in that. Yeah, that's a good way to be though. I feel yeah. like that's a really good quality to have because it's yeah. easy to get caught up sometimes. But to know that like if I'm doing this, then this happens and nothing's going to stop me from A to B. That is really, well, that's a really strong quality to a have. A lot of autistic people like need that structure yeah. type of okay. life. <clears throat> yeah. Like they have steps to things that they do and they... Routines yes. are, are attracted and, to that. 
like the joy that I feel when I finish something, like if I'm doing laundry or whatever, mm-hmm. if I'm supposed to be filling out this paperwork and I finish it, I feel like some kind of an accomplishment, yeah. like joy. Yeah. So I don't know. That's good. Yeah. It's At constant. least you feel, you know how to find it, you know, yeah. that, yes. you know how to find your joy. <laughs> so Paula, I know I have certain products that I, that are my go-tos when I'm feeling really anxious. What are your go-to products? Do you have favorite strains that you love that you are just like, I need to get my hands on this or I'm going to like lose my mind? Yes. I am a OG Kush girl okay. Like, okay. in my soul. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's an OG, OG strain. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Nothing else but OG Kush whenever you can. Well, y'all are going to laugh at me, but I like Reggie, like old school brick yeah. Mexican weed Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> I used to sell it for years before we got yeah. it past legally, uh-huh. and I was the weed man where I was at. And uh, my mom smoked Reggie forever. That's all we used to like a piece of how you grew up. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know, like it could keep me high all day. I could smoke all day, like taking pinch hits and it wasn't going to break my bank. You know what I mean? Yes, Yes. dude. I totally get that. I do remember that. (laughs) That's how I used to smoke before Mm -hmm. I went medical. I had a pinch hitter box. That's probably how I should smoke now to save money, huh? Right. (laughs) Seriously. So tell us about your passion for pediatric medical cannabis advocacy and share with us your journey with your kiddos while using cannabis as medicine for them. Well, I decided to put my children on medical cannabis as soon as I knew that I could. That is because both of them are autistic and When I was a child, I was misdiagnosed as borderline personality disorder. I was about 12 and just was having all kinds of issues, all kinds of things happening. My mom started sending me to a therapist. Okay. They just assumed, because back then, most girls were just diagnosed with a personality disorder when they actually had high-functioning autism, Um, most girls. And um, Mm. so I had all this medication that I was put on. My parents put me on like every SSRI known to man, like heavy, heavy doses. Yeah. And I just, it really messed me up. I had a lot of breakdowns. I was committed a couple times by my parents Mm -hmm. and it just was a rough life. And then when I turned 18 and I decided to come off of all that and just use cannabis it changed my life. And then I had my first son and I just knew that I would never put him through on that. anything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. as a child. You like, didn't want him to go through what you went through. No. And right? I would want him to make that decision for himself. For himself. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like if he wants to put that yeah. on his body or change his chemical makeup of his brain, yes. yeah. that's his choice. Yes. But I'm not going to do that to him because mm-hmm. Of everything I've ever done in my whole life, because I've been on a lot of drugs before, coming off of SSRIs was the worst oh, thing I've oh, ever had I to can do. Only imagine. Like I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. That can be intense. Uh, withdrawal yeah. of anything, but like for you to say that that was probably was the hard. worst out of and coming off on, on a lot. I was on heroin. Before, yeah. So I yeah. just it was the hardest thing I've ever had. And to that's do. like the hardest. That's like the most intense comparison. But yeah. saying that that was more than that yeah. is like speaks volume. I yeah. Know that. And well, and even being a kid to have to process what you're feeling is not normal, and then having your whole childhood be feeling these horrible feelings that's not something any parent wants their kids to have to go through no especially if they have a say so in it like no hell no my kids that's not happening to my kid well I just my parents kind of like 
were going through their own thing. And now that I'm an adult, mm-hmm. I know that they had a whole relationship and we're dealing with their issues yes. and like we're growing up too. And yeah. like, it wasn't all it's about real life. me. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard. Life mm-hmm. is hard. You mm-hmm. know, not that I'm an adult. I mean, me and my parents have a really good relationship and that's good. You have a good relationship yeah. now. And, um, actually I'm the only one of my brothers and sisters that really have a relationship with my parents. Well, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Sobriety speaks volumes too, though. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, that's, it's yeah. you, you're attracting all that goodness. <laughs> yeah. I try. Yeah, you are so, for sure. I'm going to switch it up just a little bit and ask you, uh, what do you do in regards to helping special needs patients get their medical cards at no charge? I actually have two doctors or I get like, I like hustle up people who do recommendations like Jiffy Doctors, Nicole Verosky, or I don't know if I said her last name right. I really hope I did, but. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. it Shout out to Nicole. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Nicole, but uh, she has been awesome, and she's donated like 20 or more recs to me wow. here recently. That's um, awesome. Dr. Brandon Bailey, he has been with me since the very beginning, and he does, me and him have this whole situation where, I get the patient information and I get it to him mm-hmm. and he makes up the recs and then we do a big Zoom meeting and I make sure that all the parents get their Zoom meeting links wow. and make sure they're there and then he gets me the recs and I get them to all the parents. Okay. He does Amazing. he does he has done every single second recommendation mm-hmm. I have given and he's done me and Tim's renewals both of them. That's awesome. That is so nice. That is. is. He, it's he rides. I love that. <laughs> he rides I love people like that. Yeah, yeah. heck yeah. yeah. So if somebody is listening to this, what's the process look like in getting a medical card for their children with no um, cost? And where can they get go to get involved if they need the assistance? Well, to get a medical card with no cost, there's a few options for your child. You can go to, if you're around the Tulsa area, you can either go to the Ocana Moms, that's Maddie Badgewell and... Uh, Krista McElroy, they are both autism moms and they help minors get their cards over there. They have a whole foundation. The Okana moms also have a group. They're on Facebook. Like they're everywhere. There's that option. There's me. I'm autism and cannabis. And soon I'll be the Elevated Autism Foundation because we're getting our 501c3 within the next few months. And that's what the face of it'll be. Okay. But right now, you can get a hold of me, and I'm Autism and Cannabis on Facebook and Instagram. And then there's another mom. Her name is Brittany Warrior, and she is out of Muskogee. Okay. And her daughter is Jackie Angel, and she is actually the reason why we have medical cannabis in the state. She was born with a seizure disorder and has had so many seizures. They were allowed to come back and forth to Colorado. She, okay, I think medical, I remember her, her hearing about this. Her actually. medical records Wait, did were she used. Speak at one of the women events. She may have. She is. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about because I remember hearing the story yeah, very vividly. I've heard this. I've heard yeah, the story I've heard too. The story. That's why wow, I'm that's like, really was cool. It an event? Well, Brittany, that's my girl. Okay, she uh, she started the Okana Heroes. Okay. And they have a group and a foundation. They're getting their 501c3 right now or in the process of it and everything. And they're going to kind of do the same thing that Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Actually, I helped her get a mom 
a, a recommendation not here too long ago because we help each other. That's awesome. I love that you guys you like work yeah. so well knit, especially with something like autism with cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that's like totally spoke on all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to be able to like have that niche and like you really know what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. it's your real life. You're experiencing it. You're <laughs> yeah. able to help so many people in that sense. So. What would you say, Paula, how, with your journey trying to find like the right dose for your son, mm-hmm. how did you figure that out? Like what he needed or like what worked best for him and what he is experiencing? Oh my gosh. It's really trial and error. Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like yeah. I knew that answer, but like, yeah. Like, well, do you, okay. You, like, is we, it an edible, a tincture? Okay. Well, we really try. He wasn't going to do tincture. Like he's just really particular. How old yeah. is he? Tell us about. Okay. Baxter is okay. nine years old okay. and he he uses edibles primarily. He only uses Arcadia brand edibles. Okay. okay. You know who they are? Yes. yes. All right. Well, he only uses Arcadia because they are strain, terp specific on the back packaging. I know okay. everything that's in it. And like. Makes the mama feel good. It yes. makes me be able to tell what terps are doing what to him because sometimes mm-hmm. it's not the desired mm-hmm. effects and it's not like just smoking a bowl. Like yes. you would think it's like, like he can't do anything indica because it makes him amped up like crazy like going 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 so i have to get sativa gummies like the skunk premium brand okay that arcadia has out right now the 25 milligrams put stacks are right to sleep like a whole 25 a whole 25 but he's been on on cannabis for two years now okay so his tolerance has grown like when you take edibles your tolerance if you Gross, take them every yes. freaking day oh, yeah. and especially with him i have to like switch around with strains or his tolerance will grow too quickly yeah, and you yeah. gotta be careful and with not that, huh? only can i don't want him to be on such a high dose we can't afford that yeah like, yes. you yes. have to make it last yes. for what you like, can sometimes i'm like man he really needs to get me but i need it Deal for bedtime yes. or whatever yeah so i just i don't want people that think that like my kids just are sitting around high all the time because that's yeah, not how absolutely it is. Not, it all, no. can still function. Does he, does that, absolutely. How, is it Baxter, right? Yes. Baxter. He, does he, he performs better. Like you see a difference in yes. him whenever it's yes. so, like during the day, I guess so you said 25 milligrams of an edible makes him go to sleep. Yes. What is he like during the day? What helps him during the day? If he is out and about and at school, he really doesn't need medicine okay. because of the like structured routine that's going yeah, on and yeah. like around people and interacting mm-hmm. and like something's planned at every minute of all day. Okay. But like during the snow break or when COVID happened and yeah. we were at home all day, mm-hmm. he would he got up to taking like three, four gummies a day. Okay. Oh wow. And okay. it was like he would take like in the morning time, he would take like a half of a 25 Mm -hmm. and then maybe like three hours later he would take like the other half okay and it's just like like kind of micro dosing throughout the day it like just calms him down a little bit where he can like focus and he also can communicate way better since we've been using medical cannabis. Okay. So like awesome. he, I have videos of him saying his ABCs and singing. Wow. And so he had a problem with like being verbal. Yes. He's okay. nonverbal. He, okay. He okay. really doesn't talk. He has a, a device that he speaks on. Okay. Oh, okay. But he doesn't really talk. But like, can, yeah. does he absorb everything you're saying? Yes. Like he has no mental deficits. Okay. It's okay. just verbal that he's yes, trying to. But okay. the verbal skills is like, it like makes it harder. Yeah. Beca- and like, yeah. he gets so frustrated and he has so much 
to say. He yeah, so and much he also him. has ADHD, so he's going, 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 mm-hmm. going, going, going yes, all the time. Totally. Okay. Like, he never stops. He's always like, it's called stimming, but mm-hmm. he's always like spinning like a little stick or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like he has stimulating stimming. himself in mm-hmm. some way. Yes. So has cannabis, which you kind of said it, cannabis has been something that's in, been implemented into his daily routine. Is gummies the only thing? So if let's say he does get frustrated and of course a gummy takes time yes and yeah, you need immediate true. like what do you do for that immediate or do you know guys gotta do it out you just wait it out wait it yes okay. because he will not do a tincture like we've tried mm-hmm. and it we ended up like with, a drink in the inside oh, of the liquid is so not even hip to that like he knows <laughs> he's like paying attention and he, like i've even had some of my great friends, Barbara, Barbara Gamble, she's out of Ardmore. Mm-hmm. She is a baker and edible maker. And you won't eat a cookie made, or anything. No, uh. she made chocolate syrup for like chocolate milk Yum. and caramel syrup. Cause he likes what? to drink coffee and yeah. it was so good. And he was like, Mm-mm, I'm not having it. Is it because she he made, knew what was in it? I think so. He knows what's in the gummies Does too. He and he feel like it helps him though. I think he feels like it helps him, but like, I'm going to be straight up. Yeah. Like, the gummies, the Arcadia ones, don't taste so great. Yeah, and he does not so, like it. I mean, it. being young, and he, he knows associates that. Yeah, that. he associates yes. bad flavor with how the he bad feels. flavor. Yeah. Yeah. and like, we, I don't know why, but when he eats a gummy, like when it first starts hitting him, he always kind of like cries a little bit. Like yeah. he whines. Like uh-huh. it, like he can kind of feel it hitting his body, and then he's cool. Mm. Like for five minutes, he like is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. and then he's fine. And yeah. I don't know why he can't like verbally explain that to me, yeah. but we have noticed. But you've noticed that. it. You're yeah. aware enough We're like, to watch. Oh, his gummy's hitting him. Okay, that's, that's good. So and interesting. I feel like as, as older he gets and like time goes by, like you guys will venture out to like yeah. he'll, he'll kind of find more mm-hmm. of you know mm-hmm. what tastes good, feels good. I mean, there's so much out there. I, I know. know. You have like, to. Right now, the only like there are only a few gummies that come in strain specific here in Oklahoma yeah. with mm-hmm. the terps and stuff on the back of them. And <laughs> when you're autistic, mm-hmm. when you find something that works, you like stick to it for life. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. eat the okay. same thing at the re- at a restaurant that I have eaten since I was a child. What's like that? I don't if ask me a restaurant, uh, Texturet House. Uh, I would get like the. Uh, steak mm-hmm. like a filet mignon or uh-huh. something or like or i can't think of ribeye steak yeah, and a okay. baked potato fully like Loaded. covered in everything uh-huh. yeah dr okay. pepper that's what i would right. get chick-fil-a <laughs> go i don't eat there okay what? of course you don't eat there <laughs> the one place i say texas roadhouse is so fucking random I, I say chick-fil-a I we don't used there. to go to texas roadhouse in tulsa all the time because my dad traveled and well oh, and just, okay. i just knew that, it and yeah. they would be like let's go to texas roadhouse or like what's that place where you can get a blooming <laughs> onion uh, Outback. 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 Yeah, we went to like steakhouses a lot. Okay, know? see, I was just uh, tuning into her and I knew that that was going to be a place you loved, Paula. <laughs> so, Paula, being a mother of an autistic boys, is there something that you see frustrating about the Oklahoma market that's, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about the flavor and stuff yeah. like that, but is there something that's missing or a need that's not being met that you see for autistic in general? Yes. Autism, I, autistic. I feel like as a patient or like the parent of patients, there is a lot missing, especially from what Brittany has told me about the Colorado medical mm-hmm. 
program that they have over there. She she said that when they were over there, she had somebody like a cannabis consultant that was like there with her at, that would come to the hospital that wow. would tell her what kind of strains and what terps and what her wow. daughter needed. That is awesome. I just got full body chills. That is freaking cool. It's like a cannabis nurse, like yeah. someone who's well, coming. Yeah, in. and like the community was like more like giving and helping her yeah. because they knew it was for a child mm-hmm. and like it wasn't all about money and yeah. profit like mm-hmm. it was this is a medical thing mm-hmm. this one's life that we're yes. dealing with and you know we're gonna help you we have all this knowledge mm-hmm. on it and all these resources we're gonna come help you because you're already a just a parent to a disabled child yeah you have to take on all this extra stuff already medically yeah and emotionally, financially, like it's a rough life. Mm-hmm. And so I can't become a cannabis expert. Like I just can't. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't have the time for that. Yeah. yeah. And You're a full-time job mother in a bunch of different ways. And because I became an expert on how to do all this, getting cards mm-hmm. for kids, that's why I do it. Because mm-hmm. I talk to moms all day that don't even know where to start. And yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here talking about this because like we haven't had anything like this on our podcast yet. And I feel like it's people are really going to like resonate, you know, with it. The people Mm -hmm. who want to know or need to know or know somebody who has somebody who Mm -hmm. is, who is autistic and they don't know what to do. And I feel like I would want to be guided by someone who really knew what they were doing like you do. And I feel like people don't associate cannabis helping autism. Like before this, I was eating lunch with my mom at home and I was like, we're about to interview this, you know, this lady, she has two autistic boys and you know she uses cannabis and my mom's eyes almost fell out of her head and we're immigrants so you can only imagine yeah i know um and but she was like wait what like cannabis helps with and they've become more open to it since i've been working in the industry but she's like wait what like that can help autism and i'm like mom slow down and think what you just said about what you just said and i was like no really like i want you to slow down yes of course it can and then i was like Imagine somebody giving somebody big pharma and somebody's making it in a lab and it's being chemicals are being produced. I was like, think of that. And then on the flip side of it, think of somebody in their garden growing a plant. Yep. I was like, now you tell me, does it, <laughs> does your thought make sense? And she goes, well, yeah, that's just crazy. I just never, it's and just it's something so that's cool. Not people's minds are no. really open to yeah. that. It should be open to. Yes. And that's know? why I love that we have you on here Knowledge because there's power. people listening that probably know somebody with autism that haven't even explored cannabis oh as an my option. God. My parents are like, <laughs> Should you be posting you smoking weed on, oh. on the internet, Paula? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know it. it's still federally oh, it. yes. illegal, right? Yes. Like, should you be posting that you're doing that? <laughs> yeah, and you're I'm like, like, I'm in Oklahoma. I'm like, Dad, just calm down. Yeah, yeah it's going to be okay. I know, parents I know are always going to well, be a little Well, they've like always, that. like, I've always been able to openly smoke it at yeah. home. Yeah. They're but just like, it's you're always just been face. like a, shh, don't let anybody know. Yeah. yeah. I always felt like I should be ashamed Yes, because And my mom told me the other day, I told her she made me feel that way yeah and she told me not ashamed just I didn't want to go to jail that's what she said and I that's when I like kind of got it like she was just trying to be a protective mom but to me as a kid Mm -hmm. I was feeling we should be shameful of this right I can see her shoes I can see your shoes yeah it's just different perspective when you're a kid you don't fully understand when it's not legal somewhere like yeah "Yeah, of course like with the first time I bought weed here when it became legal I felt crazy for like (laughs) driving honestly with my weed in my car (laughs) being like oh shit if I get pulled over guess what cop I can carry this (laughs) you know I got my weed card so that I could 
have a reason to be carrying what I always normally carry. Yes, yes. Right. Because I sold, that's how I made my living with selling Reggie. And I was always running to Tulsa and picking weed up and coming back. And then it was. Now that's just like a green light. You're like, hell yeah. Like that is so (laughs) helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So Paula, what would you say has been the hardest part of your son's cannabis journey, but also the most rewarding as a mother? The hardest part? And the most rewarding all in one, if there is one. I don't know. Like the hardest part is being able to afford it. Yeah. That's the Mm -hmm. hardest part. Legit answer. Yeah. The most, but the most rewarding is that because it was so hard, I like created this whole thing Mm -hmm. and I've helped 85 kids with their hearts. And see your face is lighting up while you say that. that. (laughs) It was just so cool. And I became friends with all of these families and met all these amazing kids. People who are so bright and it's like a nurturing community. Mm -hmm. I met this little girl that came to the Halloween event we had here in the city and I danced with her all night. It was so much fun. And you're like, you're changing lives and you, I mean, it's, it's again, perspective, but you had such a hard time figuring it out for your kids, but now you're helping other people who are in the same shoes and they don't have to be alone, which is like, I feel like for people who are doing, who have kids, especially specifically kids that have, you know, ailments or, um, can't function, whatever normal is, Mm -hmm. it's, it's always, you always feel a little alone because what will people think type thing, but it's, it's so beautiful that you've created a safe space for all these moms who still do think what will people think, but they can safely be like, Hey, like I'm not okay. Or Hey, like I need help. Like I'm struggling. Like, how do I do this? And you've created that space, which is really cool because there's, there's a huge need for it and it's not there until now. And there are a lot of people who like, don't even realize that some States like other States that have rec Mm -hmm. just bypass their medical and don't even allow like, kids to with autism to get their medical cards like mm. like washington mm. wow and like there are doctors that, that like get around it with mm-hmm. under other underlying conditions uh-huh. like that are symptoms yeah. of autism and like that's what they use as the reason for the card symptoms and like it's kind of like who you know and if you know the doctor that will do it kind of thing yes. and it's got to hustle around it like being yeah. around the bush that's and just yes. in the face. yes exactly yeah. mm-hmm. and like i know a lot of parents who just do it illegally still in yeah. washington yeah. because i mean they're like, like oh shit, it's wreck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like you've got to figure something out yeah. like someone's life depends on it you know i've i've helped other mothers i've helped mothers in california washington michigan louisiana um colorado heck yeah wow. and spreading love everywhere paula i just help them like by figuring out what they gotta yeah. do yeah i mean i don't do any that, monetarily so that but kind of I mean, still help, but just, to my next question so i know autism and special needs can look different from kid to kid and person to person it can be very unique is there something that you could tell another parent who does have an autistic child and isn't sure where to start with using cannabis like what advice would you give them like what would you want to would want to know like right off the bat that's just like helpful i would want to know that you need to know the terps it's all about it's all about the, the terps. terps great like, answer yes oh, yeah. Yeah. all about the terps okay like it's so much more scientific when you're 
breaking a child. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's well very said. well said. The littlest, very well said. littlest thing can mm-hmm. just not be right and not be like the desired effect that mm-hmm. you're trying to mm-hmm. give your kid. And right. you're not just trying to get your kid high. Like you're no. not trying to just no. do certain things. Like sometimes I want him to sleep or yeah. I want him to just calm down and be able to focus. Mm-hmm. And I learned early on that, like, he needs sativa over indica. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would think it was different because well, most yeah. people, it is. But, you know, mm-hmm. with him having ADHD so yeah. bad, mm-hmm. it's kind of like giving him Ritalin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Yep. I've heard yeah. that from people yeah. who can't do that I for the same reason. I'm the same, too. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can't. That's why I usually get OG is indica. I'm, I'm okay. an indica girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. It keeps me going all day. Yeah. If I'm in sativa, I'm going to go to sleep. So fast. That's it's ev- you know what you need. Your body so knows different. What you need. Um, this is just a little off topic, but have you heard of the brand 1906? Mm-hmm. Okay, have you ever tried it? Uh, yeah. Aren't they like they're like the drops, and they kick in in like 20 minutes. I don't know how it would work with your son, but the bliss is what I'm thinking of. And if he takes like pills, like. It's just a pill, so it's not like he has anything oh, no, he has to chew. He won't take a pill. Okay, well then there you go. See, that that's answer, my problem. Yeah. Oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. The pills yes, in 1906, yes, the bliss, yes. and then like yes. they have like the horny yeah, one. Yes. The, yeah, love. the love. The love. Yeah. 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 I'm in Mary's Misfits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jess Mack is my girl. And th- there have been people like posting all about the love. So, Paula, we ask everyone this question on the podcast. What is the stigma you would like to see changed about cannabis? I would like to see the stigma that it's only a stoner type of a thing. Like, I think that people mm-hmm. still see it like that and that it's not medicine. Yes. And like... People judge me a lot and think that I'm just trying to get my head, like, I get your fix. Like, I'm trying to keep my kids high so I don't have to take care of them or whatever. Like, and that's not even how it is. I'm just trying to help them have, like, a better quality of life, just like any other person would want to have. Yeah, trying to be a good mom. Yes, absolutely. I just know what childhood I had, Mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to be the adult that I needed. Yes. Yes. That was very beautifully said. Yeah. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're killing it. You're killing it. You've got it. Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to share about your beautiful family, your journey, and really shedding light on autism for us and educating us as well. This is why we do this. People like you, it's just keep us going because it teaches us so much. It helps us educate our community and really spread that awareness and break the stigmas that are bullshit. So thank you so much for being here and spreading your love. Really, the community needs it and you're really helping so many beautiful people. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, guys, this is another amazing episode of the Cannabis Hangout with a beautiful Paula. Thank you so much for listening today and Brandon, as always, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, 
Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.